0: this is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, a real warrior part three. Sit back and relax and let's get started. So in the previous couple of podcasts, I've been relating an experience I had on a flight from Seattle to Dallas where I had the opportunity and honor of sitting next to Colonel Bruce Crandell. Colonel Bruce was is a Medal of Honor recipient and was and received that Medal of Honor for his actions during the Vietnam War. His actions specifically as a pilot during the Battle of La Drang on November 14th, 1965 in South Vietnam. During the battle, he flew 22 missions in an unarmed helicopter into em- enemy fire to evacuate more than 70 wounded and bring ammunition and supplies to U.S. forces. It was, it's been said that without his actions and the actions of others that then followed him into that scenario, that this battalion would have completely been overrun. Not only He not only saved the lives of the men that he evacuated, but likely saved the lives of hundreds of men that were on the ground. So again, in the opportunity that I had, I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, I asked some power, I asked some good questions from Colonel Bruce. And one of the questions that I'd asked him about was just what was his mindset on that day? Like, this was no normal day. And what was his mindset during the battle, during these 22 flights, back and forth, back and forth, every time bringing out bloody and wounded men? And flying back into hails of bullets that were punching holes in his aircraft every single time. He had to change aircraft, I believe, four or five times during this course of 22 missions because they were were so damaged. Somehow, through the grace of God, he didn't take one of the bullets. But these aircraft were so riddled with holes and bullets that... He had to actually just turn one in and grab a new, new new helicopter each time. On a side note, one of the things that uh, he shared was that he was one of the he was the only pilot that actually had um, had uh, had art on the side of his aircraft. He had a uh, a relief that showed a snake blowing you know breathing fire. By the way, that was his that was his call sign was Snake, and the maintenance crew would actually take the the doors off of the damaged helicopter that he was in and swap them out into the new helicopter he was going to take back out. So he always had his name and his, uh, his art on his helicopter as he flew into the landing zone and into enemy fire and out again with wounded and, uh, and, uh, rescued troopers. But I was asking him just again about the mindset like what what were you thinking that day and he said it was never a question to him about going back in he said one that he had a level of certainty and confidence that he could do it and in the previous podcast i shared with you we talked about the concept of reps and how the reps created the possibility for him to have this level of certainty but then he had to he had to make a choice he had to make a choice to to go in and his choice was driven not by his head, because to, because from a logical perspective, he had completed his requirement. He had no uh, there was nothing that said that he had to go back in, but he chose to because he thought of those men as his men. like he 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 loved those men. His quote that he said specifically was, there was never a consideration that we would not go into those landing zones. they were my people down there, and they trusted me to come and get them. There was no way he was not, he was not going to go back in there and his quote to me, I said, you know again, let's tell me about what you were thinking." He said, "Well, look, if I don't go, someone else is going to have to go, so it might as well be me and Then he said, "I would never send." my aircraft to do something that I wouldn't do. And part of the story is how others followed him once he started going back into the landing zone, how other pilots and other troops rallied behind him to start doing these missions to bring ammunition in and extract wounded soldiers from the landing zone. I would never send my aircraft to do something I wouldn't do myself. And I think this is an important distinction because inside of leadership, inside of businesses, inside of sales leadership, one of the things that is uh, endemic across so many organizations is a lack of leaders being willing to do what they are asking their people to do. And what this goes back is to this concept of learn it, live it, lead it. See, Colonel Bruce had learned how to fly. He had put in four to 5,000 hours in different geographies, Alaska, North Africa, Latin America, flying in and out of all different types of landing zones and was an expert at the highest level of piloting both fixed and rotary wing aircraft. But a Huey to him was like an extension of his body. So he had learned it. He learned it in flight school, but he lived it over those four to 5,000 hours. And it was that, the fact that he had learned it and then lived it is what opened up the possibility for him to lead it. And that's why he had been chosen to lead this air cavalry unit. But it was also why he was qualified to lead those other men into that landing zone that was under enemy fire. Tremendous enemy fire. He told me that every time he brought the helicopters back, the ground crews would wash out the helicopters and wash out all of the blood. It's tough to think about. It's tough to think about those men. And it's tough to think about what it must have been like to fly a helicopter that was literally dripping with blood. Dripping with oil and blood and thousands of bullet holes and still somehow flying. you see, Colonel Bruce was leading because he had lived it. But I'm sure what you've seen so many times in your career, and perhaps you are doing this right now, is that people will learn something and then try to lead it. They'll learn something and then try to lead it, but they've never lived it. And those can be some of the most ineffective, damaging leaders in any organization. Military, business, Sports, you name it. People that believe that just because they've learned something, they can lead it. You see this all the time when people read a book and then tell everybody else to go do what's in that book. Meanwhile, they've never done shit. I've certainly been guilty of this, where I've learned something and then I've tried to tell my wife or my family they should go do something that I learned. Meanwhile, I have never lived it for one single day. You see, you can't lead and you're not qualified to lead unless you live it. So many business professionals are trying to lead from a place they have not lived. And that's why people wonder why people don't follow them. You see, if Colonel Bruce that day had only learned how to fly and then had told people, told other men to go back into that landing zone, they would have told him to go to hell. They would have told him to go to hell. But because he had lived it at such a high level, he was able to create the wake necessary to actually inspire people to do things they never thought they would be possible. And so right now, as you look at your life, are there places that you're trying to lead when you have not lived it in your business or in your family? One of the most common places is in men's families where they try to get tell their wives or tell their children things they should do. Meanwhile, they don't live it. You see, you are only qualified to lead from where you live. You are only qualified to lead from what you live. That's it. That's it. So where right now are you trying to lead, but you're not living it across your body? across your relationship with spirituality and your relationship with God? In your marriage, in your family, with your children, where are you telling them to do certain things but you're not doing them yourself? And in your business, if you're a sales leader, are you asking your people to do things that you don't do yourself? Or that you've never done? I'd have you consider that In order to lead them at the highest level, you must live it at the highest level first. And so what's one thing you can do today to start down that road? Where can you go find the reps necessary to start to live what you lead every single day? Or perhaps just adjust your leadership to only what you're living. And that's okay. People will follow a genuine leader. One that doesn't necessarily have all the answers, but one who is in integrity with where he's leading from. You don't necessarily have to be a Colonel Bruce Crandell level pilot to lead. You can lead from right where you are, but just don't lead from what you're not living. And the beautiful thing that happens is that when you start to lead from where you are living, you start living it with a greater level of passion, a greater level of capacity, a greater level of accountability, and in doing so, you start to grow and realize that in order to stay in integrity, you must live it at an even higher level and thus is the gift and the liability of leadership so today across all of your life are there places that you are trying to lead that you are not living and where could you what could you do today right now what's one thing you could do to either adjust to start leading from where you're living or start living at a level that will allow you to lead at a higher level, just like Colonel Bruce Crandell. That's what I've got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis, signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Keep tuning in. Thank you so much for the comments and reviews. I sincerely appreciate it. More to come.